Hey everybody, welcome to episode 21 of the Inside Out Podcast. I am here, as always, but I am joined by Pastor Jordan Paris this week. Jordan, how are you doing? Doing great, doing great. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. I know that one of the things that you're, you're very similar to Brenton is that you like to be prepared, you like to be ready, and... I don't always afford you that that luxury when you come on this show, and so I appreciate your flexibility and your willingness to to be a servant of God uh, by joining us. So I trust the Spirit. Yeah. So, Rely on so that. here's my first question for okay. you: Who are you voting for, and why? I am voting for Jesus. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't answer that question. Because I love him. Don't answer that question at all. Uh, okay. Okay. So that's not not actually the direction that we're going with this episode but but I do have a serious question that I would like to ask you I would I would like you to answer you have lived in Mount Vernon now for almost three years coming up here in a couple weeks October 1st October 1st you have been in Mount Vernon three years what has been your favorite part of living in the Skagit Valley as someone who is who was at one point not is but was at one point an outsider to the area came in you've eaten the food you've got to see the sights of of Skagit what's been your favorite favorite let's let's do this okay can I just ask you one question yeah when you say I've eaten the food here what do you mean because I was like the Taco Bell they have here is the same as the Taco Bell I mean like our local cuisine okay okay so so yeah I don't mean like our chain restaurants um by the way, we are going to lunch today. We got to figure out where we're going to go. But that's as an aside. I want to know this. I want to know your favorite place to go. Like if you got kind of a favorite spot, and then your favorite place to eat. Let us know. Kind of the layers of the onion that is Jordan Paris. Well, I'm looking on my phone because I just went to a place that's my favorite place ever, but I actually don't know where it is. That does not sound accurate at all. Oh, it was Blue Lake. I went to Blue Lake. It's like two hours east of here. Near Mount Baker, but it was the most gorgeous place I've ever been at. Blue Lake is pretty wonderful. Yeah, it was like a two-mile hike up there. Kind of north, but that's okay. (laughs) I'm directionally challenged, (laughs) yeah. Jordan relies on Piper for a lot of things. That's true. So So that's probably my favorite place. Um, What was your other question? I was so focused on that. So your favorite place to go. So it's a place that you actually don't even know where it is, and you didn't even know the name without checking out your phone. That's a good start. (laughs) But I know what it is. I like it. It was good. You could see the fish in the water. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Very clear. Very clear. Blue Lake is great. Uh, So your favorite place to go, and then your favorite uh, spot to eat. Favorite spot to eat uh, would probably be, I really like Rashwadi's. Okay. Uh, I love their chicken pad thai. Okay. I get a one because I don't like spicy, and they're very spicy. Yeah. But that's definitely probably my favorite. Yeah. I was like an Asian one, but they're not very consistent. Okay. Yeah, that's true, especially in their spices. I don't like when I go places, and they they second guess me on my spice level. That that's one of my biggest pet peeves. That's that's when why they'll f- say how many how many stars do you want, and if there's four stars, I'll say I'll have a four out of four, and they'll say, Are you sure? And I want to be like, um, <laughs> there's a, a quote from a popular TV show. Where Does he go like, says, did yes. I stutter? <laughs> I get it. It goes exactly like that. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's not like that. Like, let me, let me reap the, 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 the issues from that. If they arise, like I made my decision. I know what I said. Yes. That's what I want. So that, that's how I feel about mod pizza. They say, what kind of meat do you want? I say all the meats. And then they're like. 
all the meats? Are you sure? And then I'm thinking, did I stutter? So kind of similar with the spice, but with mod pizza. We do appreciate uh, local waiters and waitresses and, and people who work in the food industry. Until just... they question us. <laughs> yeah. It only goes to a point. Uh, okay, good. Raj, yeah, Rajawadis and, and Blue Lake. That's a good combination there. Uh, you you preached this past Sunday. You went through uh, one of the parables of Jesus. Tell me about that, what it was like going through that sermon, preparing for it. Is it challenging to, to teach and preach through a parable? or? Well, when there's five different ones into one sermon, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I could have chosen one of those, and it would have been a lot easier, I feel like. But, uh, yeah, trying to get one unifying idea for five different parables, that was pretty tough. Yeah, It took me, like, probably six or seven hours just to understand what the text was saying before yeah. I could articulate, kind of put it in sermon form. But there was a lot of, yeah, studying that was in, involved. It was not an easy text for sure, but uh, I felt like it came together, and it was, it went well. Good. But it was tough. Good, yeah, it was excellent. Excellent sermon. We're continuing in the Gospel of Matthew. And, and as we've gone through Matthew, we've, we've been in these mini-series uh, that, that, that just kind of encapsulate these different portions of the books. And so right now, we're in a series called The Mysteries of the Kingdom, and it's Jesus teaching in these parables. And so you did a great job with that text. But here's what I want to do during our time together today in, in these brief couple moments is you are the family life pastor here at... Uh, City Point. So that means that you're responsible essentially for children from birth through 18 year olds Mm -hmm. and sometimes above. Now, thankfully, you have uh, Monica Denton who works with you, who is our our nursery team lead, who leads that kind of birth through pre K ministry. But you guys together um, make up that ministry to. Uh, those kids in the church and you don't just do that aimlessly there's a purpose behind it and so what I was kind of hoping you could do today is to uh, share a little bit of of maybe the vision and values of City Point kids and then City Point student ministries and how that feeds into our overall vision of living the gospel with those inside the family and bringing the gospel to those outside of the family. And of course, we know that in doing that, God grows his family. So Jordan, why don't you share with us about City Point Kids and kind of the values there and um, maybe the vision of that ministry? Yeah, so we value, uh, very much we value fun and safety. Uh, safety's priority, but we yeah. definitely we definitely uh, value fun. And, I and think- let me, for our, for our audience, let me interrupt you real quick. For when, when we say value is something that we value, we, they're they're essentially guiding principles that that the things that we do and the decisions that we make, our values guide us just in our in our daily decisions um, for these ministries. So go ahead. Yeah, and so safety's yeah definitely one. Uh, I think fun. I think when we talk about fun, though, I, if I could have a middle name, it would be fun. Because uh, I do like to have fun, but I, I do understand, especially within kids ministry, fun is not the end game, and so uh, we're not there to just play games and go crazy and and all that. I think one of the things we value most is the Bible and our teaching. We want to mm-hmm. be substantive in that, uh, and for us, just with with kids, um, we want them to understand the big picture of the Bible, and so what is the overarching narrative and theme of that? Because there's so many different things that that we could pick and choose from, but we're, we're really 
wanting them to have an appetite for that and an mm-hmm. understanding as well. Um, and, and so that's one of the reasons why we teach what we do and how we do it, um, where we, we go through the Bible every three years, and that really just instills in them an appetite for that, uh, but also just a broad understanding. Um, but also in that, as, as we teach, we really value kids to not just love Jesus and the Bible, but also the church. Mm. And so when I hear even your son, when Des is like, God, we just thank you that we get to be at church today. We love that. Like, that's awesome. When mm. kids are um, saying they love to be at the church, the church facility, but like gather with the church right. um, and all of that. So, yeah, we love fun. We love, I mean, obviously safety prioritized, but we love the Bible. We love the church. Um, and, and also one of the other things we value is kids to participate. And so part of that is when they're serving, um, at different events, like our foster family night, when they're there, I think that's awesome. When Mm -hmm. they're tithing on Sundays, we emphasize that. Um, so they're not just attending, but they also do have some opportunities to participate. And so that's where we're seeing God is growing, um, his family. We, we know that it's in width and depth. And I think with kids, we're seeing a lot of that depth, especially over the years, you see a lot of that fruit, um, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. So does that answer it for the, the kids aspect? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's I, I think it's so essential and vital, especially during this time, the year of 2020, where we've we've seen a a major uh, just uh, interruption to our regular lives. In that we didn't have people in the church building for months, and now we have two gatherings. We offer children's ministry for one of those gatherings. I think what you mentioned is is we're not just teaching kids about the Bible. They're not just having fun, but we're helping them to, to in many cases, develop a love for the church, the gathered assembly of believers, I think is incredibly important during this time because we don't want them to get so out of rhythm and so out of touch that that they miss out on that and just the gift that that can be in being involved in the local church, even at that age. And so that, that's a major, major thing, especially during this year. So they're, they're going through the Bible once every three years. That's your, that's your gospel project curriculum right? Yep. that takes them through. So from Genesis to revelation. So the, the goal is that each child, when they enter into our elementary ministry, by the time they leave, in the fifth grade, they'll have gone through the Bible two whole times from beginning to end, which is pretty cool. So, so that's kind of a, a foundational ministry, right? It's, 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 it's introducing them to, to the gathered body. It's, it's introducing them to the, the main themes and stories of the Bible. And then they get to City Point Student Ministries. What happens there? So, yeah. One thing that we were very intentional is to make sure that our vision and values, all of that is lined up with the church in all the family life ministries. And so with the youth ministry, just like we live the gospel inside the family and we bring the gospel to those outside the families, we'd say it, the church at large, uh, within the youth ministry, we would say that we're a family <clears throat> growing together in the gospel and going to others with the gospel. And so we really want to try to emphasize the idea that we're living together, we're growing in the gospel, not alone, but uh, as the Bible shows us together. Uh, but we're also saying that our faith is not, it is individual, but that's not synonymous with private. So we got to mm-hmm. bring the bring the gospel to others. And so within our youth ministry, uh, we, we certainly value safety. We certainly value fun as well. Um, but those things are all to help create an atmosphere and environment for kids to learn the Bible as well. And so we, we value the Bible. Um, we go through the Bible, and, and but we preach expositionally, just like we would on Sundays, where we just take a text and we say, what does it mean? How does it apply? Um, and so right now we're going through the book of Esther, 
Uh, we're in chapter four is what we'll be going through tonight, the whole chapter. And so we just go through it verse by verse and it's obviously contextualized. So like the way I preach on Sunday is not going to be the same way I preach on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still going through the Bible, but uh, I obviously have a different audience. And so we certainly value that. Um, and yeah, we just value community and living the gospel together. And so camps are a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're, we're together for a weekend. We had our, our summer camp this year, which was a little different than normal with Reunited. Um, but yeah, we, we really value that. We really, um, for me, one of the things that I, uh, is both a place of concern, but also conviction is when these kids turn 18, because I don't know, like we celebrate that they're graduating from school, but mm-hmm. the last thing we want is to, for them to think that's the same thing as graduating from the church. And mm-hmm. so, um, we really want them to understand that they are not just part of a youth ministry, uh, but they're also part of the church. And by church, we mean city point because they're part of city point student ministry. And so the big thing is is having these students not just involved on Wednesday nights, but um, participating on Sunday mornings. And we have some middle school students who serve in City Point kids, um, many who are much a part of the church and, and attend with their parents and, and things of that nature. So uh, we value the Bible. Again, just like kids, we really value their participation in the church. Um, and these are foundational things, I think, for them moving forward so that they can be young men and women who love the Lord, love the Bible, love the church, love the lost, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, so for you, over these specific ministries, what has been the biggest challenge of 2020? Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a, there's a lot of challenges. Um, yeah, the biggest challenge, I would say, would probably be just, I think, man, there's so, I don't know. I think one of them... One initial I can think of, this may not be the biggest, but it's what I'm thinking of right now, would just be just when we're having to wear face masks and socially distance to not allow that to um, in any way feel like it's diminishing the gathering of the church or when yeah. we're gathering on Wednesday nights or even Sunday mornings with kids. I know when we first started with City Point Kids and we got back together in the building, it just felt like it just felt kind of weird and awkward and there wasn't a lot of energy mm-hmm. and like that's sad, especially like you want kids to be excited about church to, to, to come to the building and to right. gather. Um, and so that's a challenge to just to, to lead students and children in a way that says we're going to, we're going to abide by these guidelines, but that doesn't mean it's, it's, it's diminishing our gathering. We can still be a meaningful, joyful gathering where we're growing together. And so I think one of the challenges for me personally is just to not allow that to, become something that brings me down or being an excuse to say this is why things are the way they are but just to push through it and i think mm. lead children and students through that to say yeah. like god's family's still growing and a face mask and social distancing is not going to stop that so that's yeah. been tough there's other things but that's what i can initially think of you are around young people constantly you've been shoulder to shoulder with them you've you've seen the stories you've you've heard the struggles what are they going through this year i know that there's not one size that fits all but just kind of a general um how are they managing this and navigating through this as as they've had to endure social distancing away from friends they've had to some some are back in school buildings with kind of heavy restrictions some are online learning what's it been like for them and when you say this you're talking about like just all inclusive of 2020 with yeah yeah everything. just just the, the year that it's been uh yeah i think just kind of a general landscape for them is um, I've just noticed, especially with some middle and high school students, the challenges of online school. Um, it's interesting how they predominantly grew up with 
screens in front of their faces, but now that it's kind of imposed on them and forced uh, for long periods of time, mm. they're really struggling with that. Where some of the kids who are at specific high schools, they're saying they're on Zoom for like six or seven hours a day. And so that's oh. just challenging. Um, I think there's a lot of disappointment not being able to play sports and things of that nature. Um, I think there are certain people who, especially students who are more aware of these things, they they can feel tension in their homes, whether there's divide just on different views and things of that nature. Um, there's just, yeah, a lot of challenges that I'm seeing with the students, um, middle and high school kids. I think it's a little more difficult for me to identify that. I think right. uh, for the most part, they're kind of just going through things. They're not as aware of things, but there's still challenges. Uh, but specifically with the middle and high school, I think things being moved predominantly online has, has been really tough emotionally for them. Um, and they're just, they're itching to get back to, to normalcy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if you're uh, listening and one of our, one of our faithful listeners, keep, keep these students in your prayers, whether they're high school, whether they're elementary aged, they're, they're navigating through things uh, currently that many of us didn't have to as well. Uh, and so super, super important for that. As a reminder for you who are listening, we would love for you to be a part of our weekend gatherings that are take place every single week at 9 and 10.30 a.m. We'd love to see you in person in the building. But if that's something that you're not comfortable with at the moment, then we are absolutely glad to have you online. I mentioned a couple weeks ago on, on one of our episodes that when you are consuming the gathering online, it is super important to try to eliminate as many distractions as possible. So when you're sitting under the teaching of the word, it's not one of the two or three other things that's that's going on. That'd be my personal encouragement to you uh, who are listening to this right now. Is stay focused uh, on the sermon and on the word and allow it to take root in your heart. Don't let it be just one of the things that takes place during that time, but let it be the only thing as much as it depends on you and finally uh that as an aside that was a quick commercial break jordan okay it was i a, add one thing to your commercial yeah. break i was gonna say it's helpful on sunday morning if you can't gather obviously health reasons we respect that as michael said but like to actually get changed into clothes that you'd wear normally because there's like something that happens at times when you when you like actually get dressed for the day um where you just feel more attentive attentive and engaged i so, feel challenged i feel called out yeah because you stay in your pajamas which i had done during quarantine a little bit it was really tough to stay engaged with things. I did actually wear sweatpants to one Sunday morning when we were just the four of us here. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I wasn't very focused, so that's probably and a good point. you had a bowl cut. <laughs> but you had a hat on, so no one I did. I was giving myself my own haircuts throughout the time of quarantine, and it was literally just below my hat line. I just used a, no attachment on the razor and just cut my hair, and it was, it was bad it was when bad. I went to the barber for the first time i went like after hours so that nobody else could see me so so uh one more thing i'm gonna ask you about it's been fall things are it's not it hasn't been fall it is fall things are canceled for the rest of the year kind of county-wide uh, there was a recommendation for no trick-or-treating to take place this year We've got something planned. Tell me about it. It's called Trunk or Treat. It's happening on Halloween of this year. It's on a Saturday. Uh, and what we're doing, and obviously I know that just came out with Skagit Breaking, and so um, things might change a little bit, but at the church facility here at City Point, uh, yeah, we're going to have a bunch of cars lined up. Our hope is to have at least 30 cars. 
Um, and we're just going to do a trunk or treat. So we're going to have people come through um, and get candy. And our original plan was to have like carnival games and food and drinks and uh, to paint pumpkins, have face painting, photo booth, all that. Um, so we'll have to navigate that on what that looks like, how much we can actually do, uh, depending on, on how things go. But for sure, on October 31st for Halloween, on that Saturday, we're going to have a trunk or treat at the church facility. Yes, this is going to be such an awesome event. And usually, because of our our location, we're not, obviously, we're not in a neighborhood. We are in an, in an industrial park. So it's we're not the best suited for an event like this. But we thought, of all the years to do something, this is the year to do it. When when there's probably going to be, the recommendation is for no trick-or-treating. I would guess there's still going to be people out there trick-or-treating, but a lot of houses will be kind of closed off. And so we wanted to kind of have a fun opportunity to take place here. As Jordan said, we're not exactly sure about all the things we're going to be allowed to do, but we're still going to have a trunk retreat and we still want people to come and bring their cars and their trunks decorated and candy. So here's the thing is we have 30 spaces available. That's 30 different cars. And so those spots are going to fill up quickly. In fact, you've probably already heard about this. And so if you have not signed up for a spot, you need to do so quickly, but the idea is you have your you have your car parked, you have your trunk open, it's decorated. Maybe it's like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you have a giant cave back there, and and maybe like a like a giant stone, rock, paper mache. I don't know, something crazy. Are you volunteering yourself to do that? No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna dress up as um, something else. We'll see. Uh, so so. I think we have one of the spots, so we're ready to go. But that is for sure going to happen. It's going to be a fun afternoon, October 31st on Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m., and it's just going to be right here in our front parking lot. And so it's going to be a great time together as a church, a great way to bless our community. I know that you're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And we truly hope to see uh, you be a part of it as well. So that's going to be it for Episode 21, and we'll see you next week on the Inside Out Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,